Simplified Chaos, episode 169. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. appropriate sorry this is simplified chaos totally didn't know what episode number was i sound like a high school boy um (laughs) the roles have been reversed (laughs) this is jillian one of your very mature hosts and i'm with my husband and co-host nicholas what's going on folks we hope you all are having an amazing week i know we are we've got another great episode here for you today jilly we're going against the grain still yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what are we diving into today Marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Nice little, uh, what was that movie? Princess Bride. Uh, Princess. I was going to say Princess and the Frog, and I was like, that's wrong. Your head's in Lucia Land. I know. I know. I just, I never grew up on Princess Bride. Like, I may have saw it once when I was a kid and just never, never, like, caught on. I I just know it's a very popular movie. A lot of people love it. Well, it has to do with your environment. Like my mom was so into Princess Bride that we got into it. So it was like role Uh, models, you know, if they're into it, you're into it. And you're just kind of ingrained in your blood. And Princess Bride is one of those movies. Yeah. All all this stemming from episode 169. So, all right. (laughs) Anyways, before we dive into talking about marriage, which we're here for today, (laughs) we're going to show a little gratitude as always. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? Um, I am grateful for, um, just good friends making connections and reaching out. Uh, today was, was such a splendid uh, day. Yeah. Um, uh, an old coworker. So I was a teacher for 12 years for those who don't know. And an old coworker that I used to teach with, um, happened to be in Richmond, which is about an hour from us because her in-laws live there. And she reached out that she was in the, in that area and, if we wanted to meet somewhere halfway because she has a little son and uh, found a really cool park that I've never been to. Lucille and I took a nice drive on the back roads, saw lots of new farms and wineries and got to have some great connection time with my friend Kelly. And uh, she's pregnant with her second. So just got to see her and see how she's doing through the second pregnancy and just kind of catch up. And it was just good to, it was a good force to get outside because it was really hot today. So it was like, I don't know if I would have been outside for an hour and a half unless Kelly like reached out. Let's meet up at a park. But we had lots of shade. Um, Lucille did some coloring, some playing, uh, just chilling. So it was it was really great. I love when um, sometimes it's nice to know, um, you know, I feel like we all have these boxes and relationships where we put some things in the box, but it's always nice when other people do too. And it's always a great feeling when someone reaches out to you and just like, Hey, do you want to meet up? Like that is like nothing like the best feeling. Someone that yeah. you really love and cherish. And they're like, they want to see you. And it's like, yes, that's awesome to make the effort to, to do that. So what's pre- in the box. <laughs> that's another movie that is nothing like the princess bride. No. And don't ruin it, Nicholas. I'm not going to ruin it. I've already done that for somebody recently. Is it Seven, the movie? Yes. Yeah. If you've never seen Seven, don't talk to Nick because he, he'll ruin it for you. Yeah. It was an honest mistake. <laughs> oh, I would talk about it, but we would totally just ruin it. But yeah. anyway. So... Spoiler alert from 1997. <laughs> 
It is. And Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, right? Yes. The Goop. I love that podcast. Oh, yeah. It's goopy. Is it? <laughs> anyway, Nick, what are, you, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the visitors we had this past weekend, which was my brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. They, uh, they've they been to our house before, but uh, pretty much the, the first time that they stopped by, they were coming back from, from Tennessee. And so they, they stopped in for dinner and, and had a chance to, to check out the house. But this time we gave them, we had an opportunity to show them the area. And it was just a, an awesome weekend. They came in on, on Friday. You know, we had a good dinner together. Well, actually, we ate before they got there because they came in late. But then Saturday, we had just a nice full day. We showed them the farm that we, we usually get our meats from. And my brother was able to, to pick up some stuff that he's going to take back and put on the smoker and, and see how they, they turn out. But, uh, yeah, we, we got to show them around the Charlottesville area. We had a good dinner and, and just a lot of good conversation. So I'm just really grateful that they were able to make the journey down and Originally, it was supposed to be just my brother coming down, and his wife had a, a flight to Florida that got canceled, so she ended up coming down too, and it was just great because Lucille just adores both of them and, and had such an awesome time, and it was just good to see them together in our house having just a good time together. I think one of my favorite moments is when your brother, Scott, who's he's like a large in charge guy. He's a very strong man. And uh, he was playing with Lucille. She took him gracefully into our bedroom <laughs> with her hair decorations. And I walked in on him. And sure enough, he had a unicorn headband on. And I'm like, Scott, Scott. Totally him. <laughs> You've never looked better. <laughs> yeah. So they, they had just an amazing time. You know, it's one of those things where Lucille's like, I don't want them to leave. And But, know. you know, it wasn't it wasn't a sad goodbye. She was she was totally good with it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just just an awesome time this weekend. So. Good stuff. All right, Jilly. Let's talk a little bit about marriage. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. That's all we have to talk about today, folks. <laughs> and <Thank> that's you. <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so the reason I think this is an against the grain topic is because I think every marriage should be an against the grain topic. It I th- should be. I think every marriage should it's all be unique. so unique, so different from anybody else's. And I had this epiphany right before I was going on. I'm like, you know, what's so different about ours? And I was like, well, I think every relationship is so different and it should totally look, feel, and be, you know, very unique. I can guess I'm just going to keep using the word unique. Unique New York. (laughs) It should be unique to the individuals themselves that are in it. So we have to talk about it because we think this is, this is our own little weird unit. And I think it's something to, to share and, talk about the nuances so that way if like maybe anyone else out there that thinks that like their relationship's really cuckoo and kind of crazy but it's also blissful as hell and sexy it's like well we're on that train with you because i think our situation is beautiful and wild and crazy and i'm excited to be on this journey with you and to chat about marriage yeah i mean the foundation of the marriage really started on our first date and where we were just kind of really able to embrace our inner weird so to say like i felt the most comfortable on a first date ever when when we went out on that first date almost 10 years actually 10 years ago just a little more than 10 years ago i know crazy right Mm. am i now your longest relationship um 10 years was my longest relationship okay so so. i think i've made the the top of the list now 
possible. Yeah. But I think that that's just kind of our foundation is like, I, I think yeah. our, our relationship and our marriage is, is kind of based on knowing that, Hey, we're both weird as hell and we both really enjoy each other's weirdness. <laughs> Let's embrace it together. Yeah. Shall we? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I completely agree. We definitely, and I think we've gotten weirder as the years have gone. Oh, of course. Because that's, that's what you do. You evolve and grow and get weirder together, which is and then the totally weirder groovy. you get even more weird when you have a kid and then their weirdness is then mixed into the factor <laughs> because then you have another personality that's just like totally mixing in with everything and oh. so like it's just three buckets of weirdness going on right it's, now it's so groovy i love it so much but yeah i did have like um some topics i thought that were it, it felt like a little bit more unique for us um but again i i know the ins and outs of our relationship i don't really know the ins and outs of anybody else's you know i see a lot of relationships but doesn't mean i know it you know yeah we're not deep down. we're not a fly on the wall we're we're a distant onlooker <laughs> a distant bird yeah. on like a high wire um we're a vulture in the sky but i do want to say that i think we are able to ebb and flow together really well um, I feel like we've changed roles a lot through our relationship. We've changed identities. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've changed support systems and what that looks like and what experiments both of us have gone down. Um, I think that this is the most open and safe place that I've ever felt to be myself and to communicate with you boldly and put it all out there. No matter how embarrassing I think it may be, I'm kind of like, knocking down those walls now and um just even with parenting i think that you know we are learning from each other so well and kind of balance each other out and let each other be themselves fully without judgment we might ask some questions sure you know you got to get curious you but have to. you know i never felt i never feel in this relationship that you know you're telling me like you know, I think this is better. You know what I mean? I've never felt down or not as an equal with you, which I think is very, um, I'm very appreciative of that because I know sometimes in the hierarchy of <laughs> marriage, it's like, well, the man's in charge and he's what makes the money. And it's just like, you know, the old school ways of thinking. And it's so not like that. And I know a lot of marriages are not, but I'm just grateful to feel like I'm in a partnership with you and yeah, just growing and evolving together and talking about marriage now yeah i mean it it is a partnership at the end of the day like there's there's two of us with our own equal emotions our own experiences our own wants and needs and stuff like that and you know the biggest thing is you know we fell in love with with each other and and you know part of it was like we said earlier embracing each other's inner weirdness but like that's what you do with, with with a partner is you support them through their ups and downs their highs their lows um, whatever's going on with them and, and you see it through to the end and you know we're just really lucky that you know we're we're both kind of easygoing people now we doesn't mean that we don't push each other because you know we do but we we challenge each other i think through you know communication and conversation um actions you know certainly is is, is a big thing but yeah i mean the the partnership aspect of it like that's kind of how we we go about it and you know, relationships, you know, it feels like the because we do this, like it just works seamlessly. Like there's really not a lot of, um, I guess, any kind of animosity or anything like that. There's, it's really like, I don't even know that we've really fought. I was just said that may be unique to us. We don't really, we, we don't fight. Yeah. I don't know if we have, I think we do a lot of play fights. We do. But I don't ever remember 
being sick. Except no, no, there was. I don't know if I was fighting with you. You just got really drunk back then. And that was, was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I don't ago. even think we were married. No, maybe not. <laughs> but that look, it was a part of our relationship. And I just remember like, I am so mad at Nicholas who can't make his way back home because he is obliterated. Now this is like past Nick, like long time ago, Nick. So maybe like nine. Maybe it was the like dark yes- ages. It was like yesterday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like we don't no, fight. And we don't when I tell fight, people that, I'm like, this we don't seem- yell. I don't think we've no. ever yelled at each other, except no. for like if we were far distance away and I was trying to get your attention. I'm like, Joe, <laughs> look over here. But oh, I mean, I just don't see any need for it. Like, you know, we we respect each other, even when we're having conversations where we don't necessarily see eye to eye. I don't think that we don't disagree on a lot of things but there are some things that we don't see eye to eye where it's like it's trying to understand where the other one is coming from and i think we also do a good job of like if we feel ourselves getting to the point where it's just like we're getting too frustrated or we might want to yell it's just like hey you know we need to take a step back take a time out let's refocus on this either today let's sleep on it and talk about tomorrow morning like you know we kind of see each other's cues and we're just like okay maybe it's time to back down and then you know have a, a break and then reevaluate the conversation. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I guess we can start with communication. I mean, I don't know many couples that have a podcast that uses therapy. So that's something. Yeah. Unique. Um, we started this podcast, you know, on a mission just to spread our journey of, you know, living with less, living intentionally and how much joy and meaning it was bringing our life and fun and then throughout the process, I'm like, this is this is like couples therapy. And the third party is our community listening, yeah. even though they're silent, you know, like while we're doing it. But there's a lot of deep reflection and thought and um, I guess processing situations, good or bad or whatever they are, that we find a lot of solutions through this podcast mm-hmm. and do a lot of thinking out loud. So we... Our mar- I think that's a very unique thing about our marriage is that we use this podcast as therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those things where like I, I don't care how many listeners we have and I'm grateful for the community, but I do this because I see myself show up day in and day out a better version than I was the day before. And I yeah. think a huge chunk of that has to do with just talking about specific topics that we find meaningful together once yeah. a week. Yeah, and it's not only do we have this conversation here, but it's the conversation leading up to the conversation that that's also great. And you know, yeah, we kind of think back to like how we plan. Sometimes we plan when we're traveling from a, an awesome vacation somewhere, or just you know seeing friends, and we have a long car ride. We'll say, like, "What do we want to talk about this week?" Or we'll sit down at a coffee shop and and you know just have a, a latte while Lucille's doing puzzles or something like that, and have conversation about you know what's going on. So it allows us to communicate better with each other not only on the podcast but we know what questions to ask each other because of this yeah and i i think this is kind of weird of me but it's like i don't know with as far as communication but like i openly talk to nick about like you know these are the grounds for divorce or (laughs) like i wouldn't divorce you if you cheat on me like i would want to know i would want to ask you more questions like it's one of those things where like backward mapping your life, like you think about like nothing is forever and that's okay. I know that, but I just want to talk about like my feelings on divorce and you know, I would probably ask a lot of questions before making any rash decisions. And we do talk about like if one of us dies without getting like, you know, 
you know, I know it could be depressing, but at the end of the day, it's like, I want us to be prepared. If that, does, have those if that happens and we're, we've normalized those conversations, like the ends of things. And I think that kind of helps, you know, make you show up day in and day out more present too, because you do realize that this is so special and it does have an ending at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not think about that and plan for it ish and have those discussions now just so that you feel more at ease for you know when it does come it's like you know god this sucks but it wasn't as bad as it could have been like a catastrophe of just unpreparedness so i don't i, I think that's pretty unique about us too yeah that no, we, we, have those we both have those stances like our 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 stances on cheating and divorce are a little bit different <laughs> I'm a lot more open and I, I want to hear like the root, like the reasonings and the buildup. I just want to, I guess because I was a teacher for so long, if you see an act and you, you know, like I don't automatically like judge that person. Like you're a bad kid. It's like, come talk to me. How are you feeling? Let's, let's talk about your day. Let's talk about your home life. You know, like there's all these questions I have to build up to that. So it's not like a black and white sure. divorce if like that happens. So that's just me. I have a lot of grace in me. I, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, Nick's You're just a better like, person than I am. Nick's just like, you cheat on me, girl, you gone. Yeah. Mm. No questions. Anyways, no, but we, we do have these conversations. And so like the, the foundation besides the weirdness is definitely communication. Like that that's really what keeps things balanced within our lives it's what keeps us informed of how each other are feeling and how we can best support each other as well so like all of that stuff is just it's certainly the foundation of of, you know our marriage and i think at this point in our marriage like there's no such thing as tmi like i remember when i had (laughs) i'm just gonna go there guys i remember when i had um when i was pregnant i had my first hemorrhoid and i'm just like was freaking out i'm like oh my god I can't tell Nick about this. <laughs> and I was hiding my medication, my, med- my my cream in like a brown paper bag. And I thought I was being so sneaky. And I'm pretty sure Nick knew it, what it was, but I, it was in a blue bag, I think maybe. Anyway. Um, What's there for lunch, Jill? <laughs> I remember like hiding certain things about my body that now I'm just like, let me normalize that shit now. Like it's going to happen. It can happen. Yeast infections happen. Hemorrhoids happen. Hormones going wild happens. Like... I just want to like get it all out there. It makes me feel better. It makes me get everything off my chest. And then I feel like you have a better understanding that the woman's body is freaking wild. And is. just get on the ride with me and support me and just, you know, rub my shoulders and do some deep breathing. Do I need to with rub me. your shoulders more? I don't feel like I rub your shoulders you don't. often. Can you start doing yeah, that? Yeah, I can do that. See, I'm glad yeah. this podcast is happening. Problem I, solved, folks. I could use more of that. <laughs> Carry a lot of stress in my neck and shoulders, Nick. But yeah, I feel like at this point, it's just everything's on the table. And I, I think at first I thought, wow, is Nick going to still think I'm sexy if I tell him all these things? I I don't know. How, how are you feeling about all this? I mean, <laughs> I still find you very sexy. Okay, I cool. mean, we just had sex before this podcast. So I did. I yeah. think that's why I'm feeling like really in the zone because. I mean, it made sense too. Like, yeah. You know? Marriage. We're talking about marriage. Might as well, you know, just go right at it. Totally. Yeah. But no, I I find you sexier than ever, baby. Like, you know, I watched you give birth and, you know, mm-hmm. that could, that I know that that actually freaks some other guys out. But to me, I thought it was the most amazing thing ever. And, you know, like, you know, through all your changes, you know, through pregnancy, giving birth and, you know, just all the changes that women go through, I just find you sexier every day. So, Babe, yeah, you're just trying to get laid again after this. I mean, you? why not? But <laughs> I, it's also true. 
Oh, it, it's it's good to hear that. And I don't know if any other women are out there that hide a lot of things because they think maybe their partner is not going to find it attractive. I don't know. I think it has to do with like vulnerability, like just putting yourself out there, letting them know like the good, the bad, the yeah. ugly, the raw, the realness of it. And then I don't know, I think it unites you even more. So and guys, you just need to listen to this shit and just take it in stride. It's it's shit that happens. Like, don't be grossed out by it. Don't be weirded out by it. Be a man. Step the fuck up. Jeez. Um, All right. So let's step away from communication because I feel like we can talk about communication all day. Um, Let's talk about financial roles. Ooh. I think we have ebbed and flowed um, just between jobs. I mean, for me, I've been pretty like stagnant until this past year or so. But there is times where like I was making more money. There were times you were making more money and like the dynamic changed and I don't know. How did you feel about it? I feel like we, we like stepped up to the plate. We're just kind of like, Hey, I, I need you to carry the team for us. You know, (laughs) like, um, we're really depending on you and it's so good to feel supported and not like, I don't know, like you don't have any qualms about Mm -hmm. like if I was making more money than you, it was just kind of like. As long as we are supporting the family, like yeah. who the hell cares, you know? I mean, I don't, in 2022, I don't know if there's really any reason why any man or woman should feel any less of themselves if the their other person's making more or less money. Like, let's just like nip that in the bud right now. Like, you know, it's a team. Like, we're here to support each other, our family, kids, whomever, yeah, um, in our network. So, like, I think that conversation. Should have died a long time ago. Unfortunately, it's still something that is talked about right now, and and there's still like men who say, "Oh, your 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 wife makes more than you." You know, does that make you feel less a man? And should, why? Like, who gives a shit? Like, we just need to stop having those kinds of conversations and just talk about more how we this is we're in this together. And I think you know a lot of marriages and relationships in general, you know when they don't talk about money, when they're not open about it, that's where, where trouble happens. And we're very open about money situation. And we have to be now more so than ever, you know, we're on one income, which is, you know, our decision, but like, we just have to make sure we have those conversations. And when it was, when you were the income person at the time, when I was not making any money, like, yeah, I, I, I felt horrible because I wasn't contributing. So, you know, I can kind of, empathize with like what you were going through when you transitioned out from full-time teaching to um you know being you know with lucille so yeah i mean it, it was it was an awful feeling but you know we were in it together you were like i got this babe and i was like yeah you do <laughs> and so you know it all worked out but yeah, it's because yeah. we commu- it goes back to communication I know. I feel like all of them are going to lead back there. It's the base. But yeah, and then um, there's a really great interview episode with um, Veronique. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, definitely check that one out. Um, it's not too long ago, but I found it so empowering how her and her husband's dynamic was. Like they ebbed and flowed. Like one of them would pick up more of the weight of work while the other one had more free time to do and pursue what they wanted to do. And then they would like seesaw back and forth. And I just thought that was so beautiful. The fact that they could be such great partners to yeah. have that, you know, um, time to pursue fun and like let go some of that stress of like bringing in a certain amount of money and the other person could do that. So I think that's so unique and great about our relationship is that we we're ready to go if we have to like ebb and flow again. And as of right now, I'm having a lot of fun being with Lucille full time and pursuing some other side hustles. It's been 
such a joy and, and I'm enjoying the, the ride. side hustle. I, yes, yes. So I'm really happy in the spot now, but it could change later. I mean, who knows? Sure. Nick may be like, I want to, I want to do this and I want to pursue that. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to step my game up and find something to do, you know, to contribute more. So it's, it's always an open door with the finances, but yeah, definitely, um, like not, I guess not caring about where it comes from and how much it's just, yeah. that's, that's a big, le- I don't know, stress reliever that we don't have to worry about that. For those of you listening at work, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. <laughs> Do you think they're going to be like, Nick? Like, I heard I heard episode 169 and <laughs> Jill said something. Uh, no, no. She's just saying if that was to ever come up and it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, something else that I think is pretty weird and unique about us is that we thrive and flourish on getaways of all kinds. Mm-hmm getaways with family and friends getaways with just us two together getaways with out each other like yeah. time alone time with um you know other friends having time apart i don't know what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean all of that helps us reset and be our, you know our best selves for each other for ourselves for lucille so yeah that's it's highly important and that's why we we prioritize that because we want to show up and be our best selves every day. It's it's the reason why we do a lot of the things that we're doing right now is because we want to feel our best. We want to be our best. And yeah, we, we just highly value going to new places, spending time with each other, spending time away from each other and just really living our life to the fullest. That's what it's what it's all about. Yeah. And I think distance makes the heart grow fonder and it makes you appreciate that person even more when you're gone. And I think it's really vital. I think sometimes you can lose yourself in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I feel very grateful from the beginning. I think we both made time to always have separate, separate space for ourselves. And that is just to like nourish our own person, like who we are as an individual and not to forget that. So that way that if anything were to happen, which it could or could not, but at least like we know that we are secure and safe in ourselves and we don't feel like, I became another person because of my partner. Like I, I let go a lot of strengths or a lot of skills, or I let go a lot of hobbies or something that I passions that I wanted to do because I wanted to please the other person in my relationship. I feel like that is not the case with us. No, and I'm, no. I, it, it continues to, to push me to always make space with time apart because I think it's so vital in making sure that we nourish ourselves as individuals and keep that alive. Yeah, we're not trying to hold back each other. We're trying to help each other grow. And, you know, sometimes you need space to do that. Sometimes you need to be apart. Sometimes you need to be together. But yeah, it's it's more about not holding people back, but supporting you and whatever it is that your dreams are. And, you know, we, we find a way to make it happen. Yeah, and you've never shown like, um, you know, I'm offended or... I'm so jealous you get to, to do that. <laughs> I know. Well, that's another unique thing. I, I, well, that's just goes back to, we don't fight because you just are always so understanding and, and are open about giving me my space and not like, I don't know. you never give me shit about it. Like if I'm, you know, you don't say, well, it's the second getaway you're doing with your ladies. Like, what are you doing over there? You know, it's just kind of like, hey, I booked a getaway with my friend. You're like, that's awesome. No, you've pushed me to do that shit with my friends. So I, yeah, I think that's, that's so awesome. great. I think that like 
we get pushed back in a different way. We get pushed back to better ourselves. Right. If we see the other person doing something where we're like, wow, that sounds awesome. Instead of like giving the other person shit, like it's like, no, I, I want to incorporate more of that. So you just motivated me to get like, you yeah, know, it's all about motivation, baby. Well, I like that mindset. Um, yeah. It's, it definitely helps with a healthy marriage for sure. Yeah. And, it, and that's like the kind of thing you have to be able to recognize and understand that in the other person. It's just like they're trying to open your mind, maybe not restrict you or tell you what to do. It's like, just no, push you, push you to be your best. Yeah. Open your mind. Yeah. Um, something else that I think is pretty unique and weird about us i feel like we just do a lot of mini experimentation yeah we we talked about that a couple episodes ago yeah. that you know we we're always trying different things and that's part of like the pushing each other to to be our best and optimizing our lives being more intentional like if you're just stagnant and and doing the same thing then yeah things can get a little bit boring but if you're willing to try other things and and you know you you might get some tremendous benefits out of it so like we're we're always down to dabble yeah and i think that having curiosity and creativity in a relationship is so important just like in the individual like with lucille it's like we're constantly pushing like stay curious get creative and i think yeah. like nurturing that in a relationship and in adulthood is like so vital to like keep pushing those innate qualities we had as kids to like you know, try new things, you know, go outside the box, see what happens, you know, don't be afraid to fail and just see that as a learning experience. So I think that's pretty fun for us because you go on different journeys and I go on different journeys and then we come back and talk about it and yeah. then like, hey, let me try what you're trying or let me, you know, let me try what you're trying. So it's cool to be able to share those experimentations together and like learn from each other. So I don't have to consume all the things. I get to like learn from you. It's like we both go to like two different professional developments and we come <laughs> back and swap notes or something. Right. So it's kind of fun to, to benefit from that. It is awesome. Uh, and I think um, the last topic I had on here um, is just intimacy. That already happened. It, it happened. And, you know, everybody's <laughs> intimacy is different and unique. Um I just want to give ourselves a pat on the back. I think we have a very stable sex life. Yeah, I'd say so. And I feel that it's only getting better as we age and as we stay together. I hear your 40s is just an absolute <laughs> S-fest. S-fest. <laughs> um, you know, this is an explicit podcast, Nicholas. Well, that's why it's got a little E on it when you, <laughs> you look at the... S-fest. <laughs> I know. Suck fest? I'm not sure what you mean, Nick. Sex fest. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. The other S. Goodness gracious. No, no, but um I think This one's rated NC seventeen. <laughs> um I think we're always down to explore and get creative and add new things to the mix because I think that's what helps keep it fresh. And it's funny, I even had conversations with Nick about like, how do you think about a threesome? Does it have to be a man or a female? You know? What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts? You know, just like going outside the box, like and having those discussions, even if you were like really don't mean it, it's just like, why not have fun with it? And just you're hypotheticaling like, me. I am hypotheticaling you, but you never know. I could want to like dabble in that and I want to see where your headspace is at. You're very open-minded. So you never know. You could be like, Jill, I will try it once. I'll take a no thank you sex. Just like we tell Lucille, take a no thank you bite. You have to try it once before you can say you don't want it. <laughs> Nick's like, Jill, don't do this. We'll see about that. <laughs> no, I just, um, 
I just think we have a very healthy intimacy and yeah. we we prioritize it so that way I don't know we still get that it's funny um I was talking to one of my girlfriends about sex and I did gave her the analogy I was like you know it's like going it's like working out you know like you're not really excited about getting ready for the workout but then once you're in it it's like oh, I'm so glad I did that that's sometimes <laughs> sex but girls need yeah. the workup. We need the workup. And I'm learning more about the science behind that, which is fascinating. And I'm teaching Nick about like the four phases of like our hormones and like which phases I'm going to be more like turned on and like ready to go. And then which phases I'm probably going to need like, you Did know. Did you just enter the turn on phase? I am. I'm in the okay. wild get your freak on okay. phase now. It's called the follicular phase. Oh, interesting. It is. So it's really cool having more awareness of my hormones <laughs> and like teaching Nick this. I'm like. So that way I don't feel less guilty if I'm like, not, not today. And it's like, oh, I'm actually in this phase. So I'm going to need a little downtime, Nick. And Nick's probably going to roll his eyes at me, but it's still like, got to respect the hormones. Sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that it's fun to like mix it up with like little nuances, but still have a consistency in, you know, that department. Well done. I don't even think I can top that. You gave the little slap, so. You're doing a lot of beard stroking. I've, I, it's so long now, and I just, it's all day. It just happens. Maybe I should braid it. Uh, we're, it needs to be a little bit longer for that. Okay, yeah. cool. Actually, I might be able to get this one here, so we'll see. I'd put a little bead on it. A little bead? A bead. Oh, no, no. I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a modern-day hippie. We don't wear that shit. Oh, um, goodness. Okay. Good stuff, Jilly. Yeah, that's... I think that's that's pretty good, that's, right? That's that's. Oh, and I did want to give a shout out. One of our listeners, I kind of posted out last minute, like Ooh. if anyone had any questions about this topic, very last minute. And one of our listeners, um, Christine, she is the one who kind of gave me the idea. She said, "What do you think is the most unique aspect of your marriage?" Everything we just talked. I, about. I know. Well, like <laughs> her just asking that question just made me realize just how I think it's important that our relationship is unique. Like all of it, yeah. all the intricacies. Um, it's hard to pinpoint what the most, I, I have a feeling the podcast therapy thing, I think that's gotta be pretty unique. I would say that's pretty unique yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, without overthinking it. Like I, I definitely think that yeah, we, we started this, we never knew where it was going to go. I don't even know if we thought that it was going to last this long, but you know, it has, and we have no plans of, of stopping. No. And we hope you all will continue to join us in this journey as we have our therapy and you listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a, a really good answer. I think this is a, a very unique thing in our marriage here. I do too. Yeah. All right, Jilly. Cool. You got any resources for our, our listeners today? I do. What you got? I, I found a blog post on OprahDaily.com. <laughs> This is my wife, Oprah. <laughs> my name is Richie Cunningham, and this is my <laughs> wife, Oprah. Uh, so it's called How to Get the Spark Back in Your Relationship. How Stella Got Her Groove Back. How Stella Got Her Groove Back. All right. And I have five of them. There was a couple more, but okay. I wanted to keep it not too overwhelmingly long. So number one, first of all, it is normal to not feel, quote unquote, in love all the time. The first thing to realize about being in a long-term relationship is that it waxes and wanes. What you feel in the beginning is impossible to sustain. She says that if you understand this concept, it will lessen the pressure to feel deeply in love all the time. And I just want to 
counteract this with just that I think love evolves. It doesn't feel and look the same as it did before, but it definitely like changes as the moon changes. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Number two, to reignite the passion, it helps to revisit the beginning. I think this works with us all the time. So going somewhere you have great memories together can remind you that you're still interesting people who like Otani. each other. Yeah, like restaurants, uh, our favorite sushi spot. Like we always talk about our first date there. Yep. We got to get back there. We do. Mm. Get some sushi action going. Right. Number three, to bring back the excitement, get your hearts racing together. I thought this was fascinating. We just did that. (laughs) Studies show that adrenaline increases attraction. So if you're longing to make your heart go pitter-patter again, try literally kickstarting it. If jumping off a bridge isn't your thing, he suggests going to amusement parks, a haunted house, or trying anything new and adventurous that interests both of of you. Cold showers. That'll that'll kickstart your heart. Doing it together? Well, yeah. This is all about together. Like, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn that faucet on. And- God, that sounds horrendous, but also amazing. It but will be. I would want to do like a cold bath with you. I think that, or like a sauna, like that could be cool. But I don't Saunas know. Saunas are cool. Yeah. I think I heard it's really good with health benefits. Yeah, no, too. they are. So, are. so are his cold plunges. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for both. You plan it. I'll go. All right. Let's do it. All right. Number four, take sex, take sex off the table. Or have sex on the table. For some couples, removing the pressure of having sex can help rekindle romance and connection. She suggests trying an anything but rule, like kiss and hold hands and go to second base, but that's it. Not going all the way can help relax the situation as well as allow vulnerability and create a buildup of sexual tension. I don't advise this one, but oh no, I love this idea because it's all about the foreplay for the woman. So I think it'd be awesome to have a night where like we can't have sex oh these ideas are so awesome like we have turning you on we're gonna yeah we're gonna do this yeah we're gonna do okay. this you're uh, in a cave okay um the last one i have number five but don't forget to give each other space remember when you're first dating and you'd spot your partner across the room they suggest distance creates desire and anticipation so they suggest a little game. The next time you go out together, sit at opposite sides of the bar. You never know what feelings you'll stir up. Yeah, you've you've had that uh, that wish for a while. Actually, that kind of that kind of happened it not too happen. long ago when we were at eleven fifty seven bar. Yes, it did. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah. I was with one of my friends. You were with one of your friends, and we acted. I was like, we're gonna act like we don't know you because. I want to have some quality time with my friend. Yeah. And uh, I think somebody bought you a drink too. Somebody did. A gentleman bought you a drink. Oh my God. It was glorious. I was like, I had this great conversation with this guy next to me. He was so sweet and thoughtful and it was my birthday and he bought me a drink and I'm drinking it and just like looking at Nick winking and I'm like, hell yeah, I still got it. That's right. (laughs) It was fun. Oh, there's so many fun experiments. We got to, we got to trickle in more. This should be, it could gamify things and be fun. There we go. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Good stuff there, Jilly. How about the quote of the day? I don't have who it's from, but I'm just going to say it. Do it. All healthy relationships experience change and transition. That's what keeps them alive and growing. Yes, I totally agree with that. And your take action challenge is? Get weird with your marriage, man. Yeah, it's our foundation. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. 
You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation, conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.